This week on Moms Moving On. You don't have to be the perfect version of yourself to start dating after divorce. You do not have to be the perfect version of yourself. So many people, I'm not, I'm not trying to be, I'm not bad mouthing coaches here, but so many therapist coaches say, you know, oh, you have to be your best self. Bullshit. You are going to grow and evolve and change throughout your life. And that's what you want. I want to be growing and changing my whole life. I'm going to be learning. I'm always, I'm sending my boyfriend memes off your wall, off this one's feed, off this, look at this, which I'm, I'm right. You always want to be growing and changing. So you're never going to be the perfect version of yourself. Life moves on. So why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Welcome back to another Moms Moving On. If you already have my book in your hands, you know that I do a really deep dive into dating after divorce. Listen, you're going to want to do it eventually. You're going to have so many questions. You're going to be concerned about is this right? Is this not right? What are people going to think? And today on the podcast, we're getting even deeper because we've got like the relationship expert on with us today. We have Jennifer Hurwitz from Doing Relationships Right, and she's known for her no-nonsense approach to all things relationships and is proud to say she's made the career out of pretty disastrous circumstances her own divorce. Girl, same. She's a relationship expert, dating coach, best-selling author, and host of the award-winning Doing Relationships Right podcast. If you listen to me and you follow me on social media, I know you heard of her because I happen to love her. I love her advice and I love her realness about all of it. Jen, thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh, you have no idea. I am, I'm just so excited to be here. I love oh, you, girl. Yay. I just I love, love you too. And my favorite topic, dating, yay. Well, it's your favorite topic, but also for me, like I have guests on all the time, some I've never seen or heard of in my life and they they come across my radar and I'm like, oh my God, I love you. Where have you been forever? But like, I've always loved you Aww. from afar without Aww. knowing you. I love Aww. your message. I love the truth you speak, the realness you put into it. And you are a real loyal girl gang supporter. Like you, you talk the talk and you walk the walk. And so I'm proud to know you. You're making me cry. I try. I try. And I think that's why I was so drawn to you. I feel the same way about you. I think that you are just a... You're awesome. What you're doing is great for everyone. Moms love you. Love I think you're great. Fest. Love this. Let's do it. Oh my God. Okay. Love you. Bye. All love right. <laughs> no, but we have stuff to okay. talk about yes. because, you know, as you know, in my book, I'm obviously remarried. And so that meant I dated after divorce. And that really had to be talked about in my book because I really cover everything that moms go through step by step up until the day that they're like, huh, maybe I should scratch that itch. You know what I mean? And then you're hit with all of these like, you know, crazy thoughts. Is this okay? Should I be doing this? Should I not? I don't know. What about my body? What about my cellulite? What about oh. my kids? Like there's so many my things. Scars and then you're from like, my boob job. Yeah. Right. And it's like, yes, right. I got uh-huh. those too. So then you're like, forget it. I'm just not going to date after divorce. Right. It's too right. hard. But then here you, you find come. A person like, yeah. You got to find a person like me, a cheerleader. You need a, so you how need a do cheerleader. You, tell us first, how do you help women 
overcome this fear and like get back into the dating pool after divorce? Okay. Well, I, I, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm a dating coach. And here's the thing about me. I am like your cheerleader, right? I'm, I'm your rock star. I'm going to, I'm going to boost your self-esteem and I'm going to help you get back out there. I am not a matchmaker. Matchmakers are people that like actually have a database that fix you up with guys and girls and whatever. And they put you on dates and send you into the world. That's not me. But I want to start by saying this really quickly. When I was getting back out there and everyone said to me, don't date, you should date, blah, blah, blah. There was so much discrepancy. People had so many different opinions. I think what's really important is to know your why, is to know your why. Why do you want to date? Not when, not how, not where. So I was talking to my, another um, coach, a friend of mine, uh, Tanya Carter, and she had this great thing, like, why is your why? Like, really, what is your why? And I'm stealing it from her and I'm giving her credit, but, um, and I loved it. Like, what is your reason? So it doesn't really matter if you look at, if you want to go back out there, get back out there and date because you just want to have sex own it, do it, go, get out there, have sex and, and whatever. But if at least you know your reasoning, know that you're not ready to be attached, you're not ready to do it. But if you're ready to get out, out there and actually look for a long-term relationship, make sure before you get out there that you know who you are as a single person. Yeah. As you know, right? Right. And you know, it's, it's funny you say that because some of us do just want to have sex. Like yeah. we want to know, are we still desirable? Do I yep. still got it? And yep. damn it, nobody's touched me in so long. Like I just want to... But I write about sex after divorce in my book in two separate chapters. I have a part one and a part two. And the part one is very early on where I say like, you are totally entitled to scratch that itch, but you got to know what it's going to feel like after when you're still in an emotionally vulnerable space. How did you feel the first time? Do you remember? How do you you remember? Because I cried. Literally the only person I was with after my separation is the man I now married. (gasps) Oh my God, that's so, that is so, that's so nice. That was not it's, me. I, I just like, listen, am I allowed I'm to swear? No, am I allowed to swear? I'm no here? Virgin Mary. I, <laughs> I, I had done all the doings before I got married to my ex mm-hmm. to the point where when I got separated, Jen, I was like, I, I can't be this girl anymore. I'm a oh. mom. I can't have booty calls. I can't have oh. guys coming in and out of here. Right. Even See, though they, that oh. felt the most natural to me because yeah. of my anxious attachment issues and what have you, me too. I'm like, I can't do it this time. And every time the opportunity would present itself and I'd meet a guy, I'd be like, eh, I don't know. I can't do it. And then- Oh my gosh, met- you're so, that's so good. So you were ready. So you knew like as a coach, I would say you were ready to- When I met ready, Spencer, you were ready. I was, I could, couldn't happen fast enough. Oh my gosh. So you were, see, I was not my anxious attachment style. I got divorced and I was like the biggest hot, the hottest mess of message you could ever imagine. So I got out there and I was like, I'm, I'm okay. I'm fine. I didn't listen to anyone. I'm like, no, I can do this. And I had a, like a series of horrible, like horrific, narcissistic, awful relationships before I met my partner now of five years because I wasn't ready. And yeah. no one told me I didn't have any help. And I had no, no one knew all my friends were married and they kept saying, you know, well, I lost a lot of my friends, but then the ones who stuck around were like, Oh, just go, just do anything's better than your ex. Anything's better than what you I'm, had. I'm happy like, you're bringing this up because <sighs> there is a certain level of support that women after divorce need when they start <sighs> to reenter the dating pool. That ain't but it. You don't know, you don't know what it is until you realize something's not good here. So what do you think is, what do you think women really need to hear and feel from the people in their lives when they are re-entering the dating pool after divorce? Oh my gosh, this is such a great topic. I think they need to be heard and they don't need anyone to fix, to fix it. I think that that's the biggest issue for me is that everyone around me wanted to fix it. You know, my mom, I don't know why I'm getting so emotional. I always get so, my mom wanted to fix it. My sister wanted to fix it. Everybody wanted to be, they wanted to fix it and help. 
But until you go through it, you don't know. And we say this again, every podcast, right? Every divorce, they're all like snowflakes and every divorce is different, right? So nobody knows until you go through it, how you're going to react or how you're going to feel. So on the other side, there is no fixing it. There is no, you just have to kind of sit and, and listen and be there and support the things you say that toxic positivity bullshit, like, you know, um, Oh God, I mean, it could always be worse or God, can you imagine if you were still married to that? I'm like, whatever you're saying, it's not helping. No, it's just not helping. So maybe something like, gosh, Jen, you know, I can't really relate to what you're going through. I I can sympathize. I can't empathize, but maybe a coach would help. Or maybe there's, you know, I was on Instagram the other day and I saw this amazing coach, Michelle Dempsey, or I saw this great (laughs) relationship expert, Jennifer Rivitz. That would be helpful. I would have loved someone to hand me your book or hand me my book. For God's sakes, if, if I had my books when I was going through my divorce, I would have been a different person. I didn't have it. I didn't. Mm-hmm. That's why I wrote my books, right? I mean, we why you're writing your book because you're trying to help other people going through it. That's that's why we do what we do. And also, I think it's really unfair. You know, I know when I started dating Spencer, it was not that long after I got separated. Mm-hmm. He fell into my lap, literally, nice. and I was not going to... You know the story. I wasn't going to like turn away from that, but everybody was like, isn't it too soon? Isn't it too soon? Do you think it's too soon? Oh my God, it's too soon. And I'm like, what do you know about how ready I am? They don't. They don't. And were you like ready to like just kick some ass? It's so frustrating because nobody knows. More than frustrating, it really does make you second guess yourself, right? Like it's so unfair because then you're like, uh, maybe it is. Maybe it is too soon. And gosh, maybe I do need to go work on myself some more. And then you get into the first year of a relationship. You're like, you have your like, or or first, whatever, your first argument. And you're like, gosh, maybe I should have listened to so-and-so who said that. No, no, you, you're okay. If you know, if you're okay, you know, like, you know, but then again, if, if you, if you can't be alone in your space and you can't, and you're always looking for that validation from a man, right? You're not ready to date. And I have clients that come to me all the time. Gotta write that one down. Right, right. I mean, I have clients that come to me all the time and I turn them away and I say, look, I gotta be honest. I would love to start working at her dating profile. I would love, cause it's my jam and I love to write. It's my favorite thing, you know? I mean, we love to write. I would love to make you a freaking awesome dating profile and get your, but I cannot do it in my heart, but I have this great X, Y, and Z therapist or this, whatever, whatever. I want you to work with her first and then come back when you're ready. Cause in my, it's, it's not my person to take someone and put them out in the world and let them fail because they're not ready. It doesn't do anyone good, you know, any good. Oh God, it brings up so much for me because it's the same people who say, isn't it too soon? That will tell you, oh my God, but aren't you scared to die alone? Like you have to have somebody, right? So that's the other thing. That's the other thing that we hear. Do you think you'll get married again? Aren't you scared you're going to be alone? But wouldn't you rather, let me ask a question. Wouldn't you rather be, this is me right now. I would rather be alone than be with the wrong person. Yeah, but we had to learn that the hard way, Jen. Obviously now. Of course. 10 years ago, I would have taken anything than being alone. But do you think that came from your pressure from your family when you were younger? No, that came from my my abandonment and neglect issues from my dad. Me too. Oh my God, we're like the same. Yeah, I mean, totally. But I felt it like, oh, look, it's the Jewish guy. It's the perfect sperm. That was my TED talk, the perfect sperm. I'm the perfect sperm, right? I'm like, look, there he is. I didn't want, I wasn't looking for the, for the husband. I was looking for the perfect father. And he was, I mean, Mm -hmm. I had the perfect father. 
I didn't give a shit about being a good wife. He didn't care about being a good husband. We were amazing parents, right? But that doesn't sustain a relationship. I tell people all the time when I speak around the country, when I used to, I would stand in front of the room and I would say, you have to put your kids second and your relationship first. And the whole audience would go, what do you mean? Oh my God, you're awful. What an awful. And then by the end of the talk, they're all like, yes, yes. Put your kids second. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is so funny. No, I no, look, I mean, we learned the hard way that yeah. it is much more healthy to be with yourself than commit yourself to someone who isn't right for you. And oh a lot God. of times, and this has to be spoken about, not to get too clinical or deep, but we repeat what feels familiar. So when you don't take that space to really get to unknow yourself yeah. and why you may have stayed in that relationship or why you were attracted to that person even if they were horrible to you, yeah. if you don't get in touch with that after the relationship ends, you're bound to repeat it. And that's I did. scary. I did. I repeated mm-hmm. it three or four times until I realized I got to do some work on myself. I've got to get in there. I've got to dig deep and figure out what the fuck, Jen, what are you doing? Hey everyone. I've now added courses to my website because you know what? There can never be enough information out there as you're navigating divorce and co-parenting. Am I right? So if you're just thinking of getting divorced and don't know where to start, I have the perfect course for you. It's called, it's time to leave my marriage. Now what? And it gives you all the steps from what questions to ask your lawyer to when to even reach out to a lawyer, how to break the news to your ex and your family, and most importantly, how to handle it with your kids. My other course is how to safeguard your relationship with your children when you're dealing with a high conflict ex-spouse. You know, if you have someone who's going to badmouth you in front of the kids. All of this is important stuff to know. So head on over to my website, momsmovingon.com and check out the courses tab today. My first book, Mom's Moving On, Real Life Advice for Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict, and Becoming Your Best Self will finally be out in stores. But it is available for pre-order now. So don't forget to grab a hold of that because for everybody who pre-orders, I'll be holding a special publishing day event just for you. Email info at momsmovingon.com for more information. So when you first meet with a client, yeah. What are, what? How far back are we looking? Are you taking a look into their relationship patterns, or are you just sort of gauging? You know what? I'm kind of I I don't do a lot of childhood childhood trauma. The whole that back. I, I'm not a psychiatrist or psychologist, but I will send them to do that work. I work on attachment styles a little bit. Um, I can I can really tell pretty early on mm-hmm. when someone sits down with me. Um, within the first when we start working on their non negotiables, I'm real big on making a list of non negotiables, like what they're looking for. If someone comes in with a list of 250 non-negotiables. Like I won't date a bald guy. I'm not going to date someone if he's not 65.2. I need to have, you know, like he has to live in this, but I pretty much know that that person's not ready. Right. They are just, you know, so, um, you know, I, 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 I know if they're ready. And I also can tell, I, I'll be honest with you. If I'm working with someone for six sessions and they're not coachable, I'm going to tell them you're not coachable. I'm going to say, look, I, I don't like to boss you around and I'm not, but I'm there to help. Right. I, I yeah. can't, I can't coach you if you're not willing to listen to what I'm saying. But at mm-hmm. the same time, like it's kind of one of those push pulls. Like I don't, I don't want to boss you around, but I know what I'm doing. So let me help you, right? Yes. Let me help you. <laughs> yes. Okay. So something that I also have heard a lot, and I know has been said to a lot of my clients, is this idea that like 
if you're divorced, you can only date somebody who's been divorced because only they will understand hmm. what your life is like. How do you feel about that? Wow. That's such a great question. It's kind of like you can only date someone if you have kids who has kids, right? I hear that all the time. I do too, but I never, I've never really, you know, I think also people think it's a red flag if you haven't had kids or you, or you haven't been married. Yes, they so, do think that. Uh, yeah, they do. It's a, well, I, I kind of think if you're 50 and you've never been married, I, I don't know if that's a red flag. Maybe it's a little pink. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, is it pink? Is it a little bit pink? I you know, know, I have a friend who I just got married. Her, It's her second marriage, but his okay. first. Okay. He's in his early 50s, never been married, never had kids. Okay. Literally a normal, nice guy. human who was like, building his business, becoming What's wrong with that? I love what that. What is wrong with that? I kind of love that. I know. I, I kind of love that. And there's no baggage. And then gets to a space where he like can fully appreciate the relationship and <gasps> he's matured. I don't and see a problem no with that. no baggage. He has no ex-wife. He has no kids. He has no Michigas. What? Sign me up. Sign right? Me right? Sign up. me up. I, I mean, I'm sorry, but sign me up. And, and that's really an interesting question because people do see that as a red flag. I, we have actually a good friend. We won't say who she is, but we have a great friend who got divorced and remarried a guy without kids uh-huh. and then had a baby with him. Uh-huh. And they are like flat out in love. Like the, it's the best blending situation. And everything's great. Right. So I think so it just depends on the situation. It depends on the situation. I know like if you are in a high conflict oh, post-divorce yeah. relationship and your ex is high conflict difficult. and you're co-parenting, it could be a little off-putting to somebody who is not in the same situation. So you'd probably need to be with someone who gets it. Yeah. But again, like you can't, you can't write that script for yourself in advance. You know, like you have to, you have to put yourself out there to see what works and see how this new person may respond to your reality. I agree. I think it's just trial and error. You really have to let yourself be open to all kinds of different situations. And if you come into a coaching situation where you are like in, put, you've put yourself in a box and you're not willing to leave that box, you're going to have a much more difficult time trying to find someone than if you are open to giving it a try and being positive. I think the people who are positive and look at dating is not fun, quote unquote. That's what, I mean, everyone says dating should be fun. Okay. Dating is not fun. No, it's a lot of freaking hard work. It's a lot of outfits. It's a lot of like looking good all the time. Yes. Like get me to that place in the relationship where I can be in my sweatpants eating chips on the couch, please. It's the best, right? But you to get there, you have to put in, everyone says, you know, dating, the guy should just fall from the sky. You're going to find him in aisle three of the grocery store. Bullshit. You have to be intentional about it. You have to know that, look it, you have to know that there is kind of like a method to the madness, right? You got to go through the, the the shit to get to the to the diamond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what you do, um, and that's kind of my job. I kind of like I really am a cheerleader because my clients they get sad and they get upset and they get discouraged and frustrated and they come to me and I'm like they're like fuck this Jen you know this this guy again did this bullshit to me and I'm like I swear we as the men and the women I hate to be so like whatever um, I don't want to men and women what is that like sexist put them into, into categories. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Yes, right, so. <laughs> I know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that. But the men actually, they set themselves up for the bullshit that women give them. Okay, so follow me here for one minute. If men would be straightforward and just lay out their bullshit in the beginning, like lay out their shortcomings, like say, let's say you went on a date, okay? And the guy sat down with you and said, look, I'm not a great texter. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not a great texter. And you're like, okay, cool. I appreciate you telling me that, right? So when you get home from the date and you've said your thank you, had a great time, and he doesn't text for a day, you're not like, oh my God, 
Why didn't he text? I can't believe he didn't text. You're spinning out. You're making a narrative. Oh my God, he hates me. No, he told you. He told you on your first date, I'm not a great texter. So what do you do in that case? You say, you know what? I'm going to text him. I'm going to see what he's doing. So you reach out and you text him. What the fuck is wrong with a girl texting a guy? Nothing. But society has made it such that we have to play these freaking games all day long. Well, I can't text him for three days. Well, I'm a woman. He has to come to me and I can't. Really? If I follow those rules, I can guarantee you I wouldn't be remarried today. Agree. Absolutely agree. Do you know my my boyfriend will tell you five years we've been together. If I didn't reach out to him and say, why haven't you texted me this weekend? We would not be together. And if I wasn't more, if I wasn't as forward and upfront as yes. I am with communicating my needs and desires, like that's that's exactly what my my current husband needed to hear yes. from me, to give yes. him the confidence to yes. pursue things. And yes. we're, you know what the problem is? We come out of these marriages, we're, we're slightly wounded. Yes, Maybe our self-esteem has been damaged. And then our thought process is, I hope he likes me, yeah. not I hope I like him. Right. Oh, say that again. That is my favorite thing. Yes. It's not, I hope he likes me. I hope I like him. Yes. And then you know what? But here's the thing too. Men want to be wanted. Yeah. Women, Especially women. the older they are, they, yes. it's, it's such a turn on for them. God. It's such a turn on when a girl says to them, you know what? I'm into you. I like you. Let's go out for dinner next week. Yep. Hot. It's sexy. It's confidence. Yep. What the fuck? I have clients who are like, I won't, I'm sorry. I'm not going to text him. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to wait for And guess what? He never texts. Aye. It's a really Aye. frustrating. Hey, it's so yeah. frustrating. We learned so much about this. So, you know, we've, we've debunked a lot of things here, I think in a short period of time, but what do you think is the number one, like myth about dating after divorce? Oh my gosh. Okay. There's so many, but, um, I don't know where to start. Don't you think? Okay. This is my, this is a good one. You don't have to be the perfect version of yourself to start dating after divorce. You do not have to be the perfect version of yourself. So many people, I'm not, I'm not trying to be, I'm not bad mouthing coaches here, but so many therapist coaches say, you know, oh, you have to be your best self. Bullshit. You are going to grow and evolve and change throughout your life. And that's what you want. I want to grow. I want to be growing and changing my whole life. I'm going to be learning. I'm always, I'm sending my boyfriend memes off your wall, off this one's feed, off this, look at this, which I'm, I'm right. You always want to be growing and changing. So you're never going to be the perfect version of yourself. Don't wait. Don't wait to be, the, you know, I would wait till you're a good version, until you're happy, until you feel good about yourself. We, you know, the term healing and being healed yeah. is such a, like a social media buzzword. Agreed. What I think they're referencing is being self-aware, right? Like you're never going to be fully healed, Agreed. just like you're never going to learn everything there is to learn in the world about everything. Right. You have to be constantly committed to learning, just like you have to be constantly committed to healing through acknowledging your own shit. I think that's what it is. Accountability. I think Accountability. if you can't, if you can't hold yourself accountable for the shit you did in your past relationships, you're never going to be able to move forward in a healthy manner. You're not, you can't, you have to hold yourself accountable. And as we get older and we start becoming more self-aware, we're quicker. We can spot those red flags when they're pink instead of red, right? So if you notice you're like on a guy, on a date with a guy who's love bombing, you're like, huh, I kind of liked that three, three relationships ago. It was kind of cute when he offered me the Maserati. Really? Because who's right? Gonna, but now he's the first terrifying date. me. But now yeah. you're like, oh, I, I've, I'm going to take you to France and Paris, and you're like, I'm out because you recognize it. Yeah, so much quicker when yeah. you are self-aware, right? 
for sure. And also, you know, again, it's moving from that mindset of, oh, these are red flags, but he likes me. So I'm just going to go with it to, I need to like him and feel okay with who this person is. I mean, I can tell you stories where like, actually I wrote them for my next book, but like, I was so, am I allowed to swear? Yeah, I was so screwed up. I was so fucked up that I actually had a guy who's like, oh, let's go to a Drake concert. I'll fly you down to Miami. And I, this is the first date. I'm like, okay, great. I'm going to go. Here I am. I would get on. A, I mean, who gets on a plane on a first date, flies to Miami, goes, and he wasn't there. Like, I Jen, mean, you, know who, you know who I was? <laughs> oh, he wasn't there? He literally left me. I was at the airport waiting. Like, hello. I like, was the girl. Did you watch the Tinder swindler? Because everyone's oh, like, who are these girls I, that buy... Me, I would have been that. Yes, a hundred percent. That would have been me. That was me. I was me. I was me. Oh, oh yeah, my that, god! This is oh, why I've we're had, so oh good together. Oh my gosh! I had a guy. Uh, I had a guy to call me and tell me that he had his hair, my hair, from my hairbrush that he was holding on to. And then if I didn't call him back, he was. I mean, you have no idea the story. I could tell you stories, I, and but you learn from your mistakes, and then you're like, oh, <laughs> can't do that again. You know. It's I like, had my own really low, low rent version of the Tinder swindler completely lied about everything, his last name, what he did for a living, where he came from. That was me. But he did it to so many girls that we ended up like finding each other and and ganging up on him. And it was awesome. awesome. He didn't have, you know, he wasn't flying me around the world, but like, it was freaking nuts. Oh God. I have to tell you, I had a guy guy who told me he was like a CEO at Target, one of the, like a head guy at Target. And we found out he actually worked at Target. Oh, wow. He was a stock boy. That's sad that he couldn't, own up to oh, what so his sad. role Nobody, was. No. And you know what he told me? He said, you would, you would have never dated me. And I said, but you didn't give me enough credit. Yeah. You didn't yeah. let me decide. And meanwhile, I felt like I, he told me so many lies that I felt like I needed to shower. Like, I right. just was like, I'm, I don't even know what was real. Like what, It's I was like just, that episode of Sex in the City with uh, Miranda dates the pilot, but he works at Foot Locker. And he's <laughs> like, you never would have gone out with me. What does that say about us as women? Jeez. Right. That's exactly right. It's just very, very sad. She's, I could go on for days. But Okay. So yeah. you don't have to be the perfect version of yourself. No, you don't. You just you have don't. to be self-aware. Yes. And, and with hold that, yourself accountable. With that, you can start dating. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And there's lots of people to help you too. I feel like this is another great one too that I that I thought was really interesting. You When you hire, um, what's it called? A trainer, right? To like help you work out. You don't wait until your body is perfect. Tell your hire a trainer. That's a good point. You know what I mean? You hire a trainer when you when you're feeling you know like early on, right? So you don't have to wait to hire a dating coach or a relationship coach or whatever until you're in the shitter, until you're you've dated for three years. You hire them when you're you know ready to date or getting ready to date or on your journey. We're here to help you. Like Love we just that. we just want to we want to like give you. It's hard. It's dating, but we've been through it. And this is another thing. I'm I'm not bashing anyone. And people are going to get really mad at me, but I do feel like. You wouldn't go to a to work with you, right? If you hadn't, if you didn't master co-parenting because you did it, you right. went through it. You're right. a co-parenting coach the way you are because you are freaking good at it, right? Thank you. I don't think you should be going to a dating coach who has never dated, right? Or who's never like who's married with three kids who's writing your. How do they know? Have they ever written a dating profile? Have they ever been on Match.com? Have they ever navigated this shit muddy water? So I think you need to really vet your coaches when you're working with them, right? I mean, you have to, You, I, um, it goes back to what I believe is like, you can't ask people for directions to a place they've never, they've never been. been. Oh, right? I love that. I'm gonna steal that. I cannot, I'll give you credit. That's awesome. 
I'm like, you cannot. The, I love a t-shirt slogan. Um, I do do a you, good cliche. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's true. Like yes. I kind of feel like I wouldn't hire a divorce coach who hadn't been divorced. Never. Like how could I, you? Right. How could you? Right. They have no idea right. what you're feeling. No idea what you're right. going through. Right. Right. No. Oh God. I could apply that to so much. But oh. anyway, anybody who's dating after divorce has to check you out because oh, your, you. your podcast episodes and your nuggets on social media are enough to help you like really flip your perspective on what dating after divorce should be like. Um, You are doing relationships right. Where can everybody find you? Just doing relationships right Um, all over the place. If you put in doing relationships right, I I just pops up or jenniferherbits.com. Everything's there. Just easy peasy, rice and cheesy. I love it. And I love you. Thank you so much for being here. Anybody who's listening, if you have more questions on dating after divorce, obviously send them in and we would love to connect you to Jen. If you have any questions about anything else, info at momsmovingon.com. Let us know how you're liking my new book. I'd love to know. Share some pictures. Tag me. Let's do it. And have a wonderful day. See you soon. Imagine a place to get all of the resources you need and deserve while going through the divorce process, from legal and mediation tips to expert co-parenting advice and heartbreak healing words of wisdom. Imagine a place that offered weekly words of wisdom and inspiration curated just for you by me to help motivate you and make you feel seen throughout the toughest days of your divorce journey. Imagine if that place also provided you with the opportunity to connect with other moms who are going through the exact same thing as you. That place exists and it's called the Moms Moving On Membership Community. With two membership options, you are guaranteed to find your village and thrive in this next phase of your life. Visit my website, momsmovingon.com and click on become a member to join our community now. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.